0: How's it going, you guys? It's Nicholas Moriano from the Chicago Audible. As you can see, a little change of scenery from yesterday's video. Here, day three, training camp, second day in pads. Uh, had to improvise here. Will had to leave about an hour early, so it's just me right now. And if you can't tell from my windshield in the back or how my hair looks, it's it was raining literally all day for the entire camp makes it uh, less enjoyable for sure. But here to just kind of give you the takeaways from this very rainy practice. Like I said, second day in pads. Probably going to put a hat on because I can't stand to look at uh, messy hair. But, yeah, today was uh, not a very good day for the offense to say the least. It was from the first string to the third string. The offense just was not in sync. The weather, I definitely say, played a factor because when you see Allen Robinson drop a simple out route, That's something that you don't normally see from Allen Robinson. But I'll get into player specifics. We'll start with the quarterback, uh, Mitch Trubisky. I thought it was a pretty inconsistent day from him. Again, like I said, the offense didn't look good in, in general today. But Mitch Trubisky, he had one, I say one maybe good deep ball today where he actually threw it out in front and Taylor Gabriel was able to use his speed to go get it as opposed to the multiple, multiple underthrows from Mitch Trubisky today. Again, I don't know if that's because of the weather or mechanics. It could be a number of things, but I I think that that was a very common thing you saw from Trubisky and really the rest of the quarterbacks, just a bunch of underthrows. And there was only one really opportunity that I saw where Mitch Trubisky actually laid it out in front Taylor Gabriel got underneath it was able to complete the pass there was another he had one overthrow the one uh overthrow maybe all practice really because all these quarterbacks were really uh leaving the ball short it was to Anthony Miller and I remember just just talking to Will just saying hey this is uh you know what we saw a lot last year just Trubisky and Miller not being able to connect hopefully they're able to work on that as camp continues but didn't see a lot of good things from the offense, from Mitch Trubisky. Really, it was Tyler Bray and the third-string offense that actually was able to move the ball. And when it's raining, Will leaves early, and Tyler Bray in that third-string offense is the best thing about the offense all day. Camp is not as enjoyable, let's just say that. Uh, it was until the last 11-on-11 session for team when the first-string offense finally got into the end zone. Again, there was probably a play before that where the defense would have had a sack, but they obviously let – you can't touch the quarterback. But it was Ben Broniker. He got in, just barely gets into the end zone. I think it was Deion Bush in coverage. There was also a PI on the play, but the offense did end up scoring finally. But that was really the takeaways from this this first-string offense. From the offense in general, I thought David Montgomery, there was one time where he just looked crisp in his route running. So, I mean, I guess it's a segue going to the running backs right here. Uh, David Montgomery, I think, is going to be just obviously a weapon out of the backfield, can run those routes. He did an, Yesterday, he ran a nice wheel route, was able to get open. The ball wasn't able to get to him. This time, he runs the wheel route, is able to get behind the linebacker. And this is just one-on-one drills, but David Montgomery is able to get this ball and... Is good. He ended up in the end zone. That's what you want to see from him. That's what he brings to this offense. So I saw more of that today. Tariq Cohen. Um, the few reps that I watched of him, and I had a good vantage point, so sort of, will, when he was here, of him and the running backs just blocking the linebackers. Something that they did yesterday. Tariq Cohen. He's what? Let's say five foot six. If I can find it on the roster card, five foot six, one hundred eighty-one pounds. He's not going to have the best chance of blocking Roquan Smith. There was a rep where him and Roquan went at it. Tariq Cohen is in good position for the first maybe half a second, and then he leans his head too far down, and Roquan Smith just kind of shoves him off, walks to the dummy that is supposed to be the quarterback and kind of just taps it like it was easy work. And really, Roquan Smith and I don't want to jump to the linebackers. He's just been really impressive when he's blitzing and in, in those blocking drills. And then, uh, for let's see, we had not very much out of the running backs in general. Um, and then you had Mike Davis, who he had a good catch over the middle when he was with the second string offense, and you look it looked like there was progress being made. And then someone just smacks out the ball at the end. It's a fumble. Just kind of how the offense went in general. If there was a positive, there was usually a negative to come a little bit later. So Mike Davis, he caught a ball over the middle. And it was team drills 11-on-11. 11 11. Someone smacks it out at the end. It was a fumble. It would have been a fumble. Davis was upset about uh, upset about the fumble. And then the third-string offense came in. Uh but that was really it on the running backs. There wasn't really much to report on. Again, in general, the offense was pretty lackadaisical, pretty, pretty boring to watch, to be completely honest. And then just going to the wide receivers real quick. Speaking, we I just talked about a fumble. It was Cordero Patterson. He caught a ball over the middle. Someone pops it out at the end. They're really emphasizing that peanut punch in in the defenders in this camp because the ball ended up on the ground a lot today. Again. It's raining, shouldn't be an excuse, it's Chicago, it's going to be like this in general, the weather's not going to be ideal, but yeah, uh, had Cordell Patterson, he had a fumble, I mentioned the Allen Robinson drop, he did have a nice, uh, it was on Prince of Mucamara in one-on-one drills, left sideline, how he's able to adjust his body, and we've seen it all camp. We've seen it all camp from Allen Robinson just doing, and what people usually tweet out or say is Allen Robinson is just doing Allen Robinson things. So adjusting his body, it was Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball. Don't know if that's exactly where the ball placement should be, but again, credit to Allen Robinson for making the adjustment and going back and getting that football. So that was good from him Um, trying to find. It was Thomas Ives, a guy that maybe you don't really expect to make plays in camp. Is is still continuing to show up? I'm like, who is number fourteen again? Looking on the roster card, and I did have the Tree Cohen version of the roster card, but um, yeah, the rain kind of destroyed that. And I had a notepad, had all my notes from you know Saturday, Sunday, that completely destroyed and drenched, so I couldn't take any notes. So it's a lot of just uh, mental mental things that I'm just trying to go back and uh, go through. So those are kind of, I guess, the few standouts for the wide receivers. Like I said, Alan, Ro- or not Alan Rumson, uh Anthony Miller. Um, yeah, other than that overthrow from Mitch Trubisky, don't really uh, remember anything too big from him. And again, it, it was just tough to watch. You don't get a vantage point from every single player on the field. And when it's just one, one of us today, it's kind of a little tough to keep track of everybody. Uh, there was a play in this section. He's going to defense again. Taron Gentry just got locked down. And usually he's he's been pretty consistent in training camp so far. Uh, number 33, Duke Shelley. Uh, obviously has listened to our video and not our criticism of him, just kind of our reaction to him. But he's been making some plays consistently throughout camp. That, that was really the big thing uh, for... For the offense, I'm seeing some, and because I have the, the camera facing me, I can see all the comments. Ryan Null, uh a guy that, you know what is as, as much as much as people would like to see him on the field and where he's at in the depth chart, I think he just is a con- very consistent player in camp so far. When he's uh, blocking, obviously being that bigger frame, he's the biggest running back on this team by far. But you can tell when the blocking drills come on, wh- regardless of who's that linebacker, I don't think I saw Nall go against Roquan Smith. But I think that's a matchup we should definitely watch out for because Nall is a very good blocker. Um, I don't know if they're they're really thinking about the tight end switch. I've only seen Ryan Nall rep with the running backs with the running back drills, so I think they're they're pretty um, complacent with him playing that position. Uh, again, consistent. I think that's what you see of him, and it's really hard to gauge these running backs. In how, how they're like, running practice, they're usually calling the play dead. They don't want to see anybody obviously get injured, but you always see like a running back squirm out of a pile. Again, you don't know if he's really going to get through that if one of these linebacks just lights, lights up one of these running backs. It's not going to happen in this practice. It's usually blow the whistle pretty early for precautionary reasons, and that makes sense. Uh, for the tight ends, and before Will left, he definitely wanted me to mention that Ian Bunting was a guy that consistently showed up in this rainy practice, whether it was the one-on-ones or the few passes that were actually completed by the offense, What, regardless of the offense. Ian Bunding was a guy that showed up, and even after Will left, about i say about an hour after that, he was still a guy that you look on the roster sheet, okay, where is number 49? Yep, he's still making plays. Uh, but that's uh, that's what you want to see out of those backup guys, Adam Shaheen, was walking pretty gingerly. Uh, he wasn't in pads. He has that lower back issue. And um, he he looked like he was walking pretty gingerly. Don't want to speculate on if it got worse or anything like that. But that's what I saw from him. Um, but, yeah, not really too much on the tight ends as well. I don't know if Trey Burden even caught a pass, to be completely honest. Again, not a very good day for the offense in general. Uh, that and. I don't even want to go into offensive line play, to be completely honest. I just know that the defense didn't give ground, and they got back into the backfield. So don't, I can't pinpoint offensive linemen in particular that gave up pressure, but that's not what you want to see, uh, especially uh, when the entire offense is down, where the offensive line is that cohesive, strong unit. wasn't uh, the, They didn't play the best today, let's just say that. Move on to the defense, where primarily plays were made from every single level, starting with the defensive line. Like I said, uh, I don't know if pinpointing exact players is going to be the best way of going about breaking down this day three of uh, practice, but I noticed that this defensive line wasn't giving ground. Keem Hicks, Eddie Goldman up front, or even when Nick Williams is in, those guys, you know, played their gaps. Allowed their inside linebackers, Roquan Smith and Dan Trevathan, to kind of come in there, clean up the running backs, and that was really it. So you saw a lot of that today where this offensive line wasn't getting a push and this defensive line wasn't budging. And, again, this defense for the second day in a row has really, really showed up. Uh, moving to the linebackers, and I was pretty, I don't want to say critical, but it's because of how he played, Joel E.A. Buniwe in the blocking drills with the running backs didn't have a very good day and i think will ingles provided some great depth uh analysis if you will about why is that just the leverage these running backs are all these running backs except for Nod, pro- primarily shorter than all these uh linebackers were able to get good leverage and joel ended up on the ground twice in yesterday's practice today Looked a lot more fluid as a rusher getting after the dummy quarterback. And now um, I think that's that's what you want to see some uh, progression being made. And he was able to just use his hands, use some power, get to the dummy, and he won both of his reps. And that's what you want to see from a guy who, who struggled in the drill just yesterday. Uh, and again, I mentioned Roquan Smith, a guy that can, he just, he finds ways in different ways, whether it's with power or just using hand, his hand-fighting ability, he knows how to get to the quarterback. And I think if Chuck Pagano is smart, which he is, he's going to send Roquan and Danny Trevathan more on the blitz, because those are two inside linebackers that are not just capable of playing good pass coverage. They can get after the quarterback. I think they're definitely going to do that more uh, this season. Uh, moving on to the secondary. Uh, Like I said, um, again, the Allen Robinson play over Prince and Mukamara. Prince was in pretty good coverage. Allen Robinson just makes a great play. Kyle Fuller I thought was pretty consistent today. There weren't – if balls were being completed in this practice, they were in tight windows or maybe there was a blown assignment by the second or third string. But this, for the most part, this first string defense played lights out. Um, You had Buster Screen, a guy who I thought yesterday – didn't uh, didn't play particularly well, but in today's practice he just seemed a little bit more sticky, if you will, uh, old John Fox term where he used to call Prince and Mukamora that. But he was with the receivers. He had a nice and look. It has been raining all day. It's not easy to catch uh, a football in this weather. But he had a nice one-handed interception. Uh, who I forget who it was uh, in in coverage. It was Allen Robinson. He was guarding Allen Robinson one on one. Mitch Trubisky, uh, the ball was underthrown, and that gave Screen the opportunity, made the most of it, stuck out his left hand, was able to corral the ball in. Nice interception. That's what you want to see, your Nickel Corner. And I know there's... Um, what does it mean to be locally owned and operated? For Senex, it means everything. It means that we know if you take your coffee to go or if you like to stay a while. It means we've helped Little Leagues get jerseys and local festivals get funding. It means we know what our communities need, so you'll always leave Senex with a full tank, full of snacks, or full of smiles, or all of the above. And that means the world to us. Senex, powered locally. A lot of people want to see Duke Shelley ball out, and he definitely has. But it's good to have that competition and to have uh, the you know the consistency between these two players just competing each and every day. And I'll, I'll talk about Duke Shelley again. Uh, he locked down Tanner Gentry, who's been pretty consistent at getting open in this camp. Uh, he was just running an out route. He tried to turn it into a wheel route. Duke Shelley was with him stride for stride. You can see him, you know, being pumped up about it. He's uh, he's continued, continued to impress me. Uh, again, I, I don't know if it's really a surprise, but he, he's a guy that I don't know if he's going to compete for the nickel starting spot. I still see Screen being the guy that will ultimately start day one and I think for the majority of the season, but Duke Shelley's going to give him a run for his money. DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, just kind of thinking back uh, of, of his practice, had a nice interception. Uh, I think it was Chase Daniel throwing the football to one of the tight ends and DeAndre Houston Carson just being active. Uh, the ball kind of got flipped up in the air, is able to make a nice diving catch, nice interception for him. And another guy who... For two days, two days straight, now a third day, his made plays is John Franklin the third. Didn't think I'd be talking about him um, anymore, you know, really uh, at that much. But he he made it, he had a nice interception, uh, had a pass breakup, I believe. So a guy that's continuing to make plays on the ball at, at the corner position, and again, that's what you want to see. Uh, speaking of corners, Kevin, uh, I did go to Iowa, you guys. Did go to Iowa. Uh seen that in the comments there. It's on the, it's on the windbreaker next to the mic. Apparently, I was breathing this way too hard yesterday, so I'm trying not to because I'm going to continue talking. Um, but Kevin Tolliver showed uh, some really good, again, yesterday, showed some good hip flexibility, able to stay stride for stride with the receiver. He was uh, one-on-one with Javon Wims yesterday on a, a deep vertical route, able to stay with him stride for stride. And I forget who the receiver was, but you see... Kevin Tolliver not only stay with them, but look for look back for the ball in the left corner of the end zone. Almost gets an interception. Again, Tolliver is in continuing to improve, especially in just that one on one pass coverage. But especially last year, maybe a little stiff. Uh, didn't want to give up the deep ball, but he's getting more. He's getting. Uh, closer to the line of scrimmage, playing that press man and staying with the receiver. Uh, That's what you want to see from a guy, a second-year player out of Kevin Tolliver. Trying to really think who else. Eddie Jackson, just just playing consistent. I don't think he had any, surprisingly, didn't have any interceptions in this camp. He didn't have a lot of opportunities, though, because quarterbacks just weren't really throwing the ball to the receivers all day today. So uh, nothing to really report there. Deion Bush, I think, looked uh, looked pretty consistent too. There was one where he was, um, it was back corner of the end zone with a Taylor Gabriel. I'm pretty sure he was a guy in coverage, and Mitch Trubisky has to throw it sailing out of bounds because Deion Bush is right there. So, uh, for the most part, this defense from the defensive line, linebackers, and uh, secondary played lights out. So that's what you kind of expect from this unit. And again, I we talked about this in yesterday's podcast, regression from this defense, I don't think should be expected. If anything, with Chuck Pagano, it should only get better because of how aggressive-minded he's going to be. Um, Didn't even talk about the edge rushers. uh, Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack. How do you not mention Khalil Mack? That's crazy. There was this one play uh, in team, the first-team offense. Uh, Had this been live, this was another team. Whoever the running, I believe it was it was either Mike Davis or trey Cohen, they would have been decapitated. Khalil Mack got back there quick. It was on the left side, so that would have been Charles Leno, uh, Charles Leno's side. I don't know if there was a stunt run; I couldn't see from the angle, but uh, Khalil Mack, you see him get back there that quick, and the, still the defensive line is still kind of battling the offensive line, but Khalil Mack's in the backfield. That running back is done whistles blown that's the end of that again that's what you kind of expect from Khalil Mack and we were able to see him kind of just work with his hands up front and he was with the other outside linebackers just so technically sound and what he's doing uh, the attention to detail again Khalil Mack that's that's why he is one of the best players in the NFL and then uh, I mean really didn't really see much from Leonard Floyd and that's not necessarily a bad thing I don't there was one play again in 11 on 11 he does he would have blown up the play had uh quarterbacks not or not the quarterbacks the the coaches not called the plate dead but uh, that was the only rep that really was uh, I guess memorable from Larry Floyd not necessarily a bad thing because the defense as a whole played lights out and moving on to special teams Elliot Fry was a kicker today so yesterday it was most primarily Eddie Pinheiro. it was Eddie Pinheiro yesterday but Elliot Fry a guy who he He kicked 10 total field goals and made eight of them. He missed, I believe it was a, the first miss was at 33 yards, rebounded after that, missed the first 51-yard field goal attempt. He actually slipped pretty bad. And what what they did for the special teams unit, they just kind of moved him over to the other hash and had him try the field goal attempt again from 51, drills it. Plenty of leg would have... Looked like it would have been good from fifty-seven sixty. So um, I'm sorry, you got, like I'm trying to read the chat, trying to give you the update. I see that you uh, you wish I can uh, read the chat and do that at time. It's kind of tough, uh, but I, I would say that's encouraging from Elliot Fry, a guy again that had he was he was asked to kick the first day, did a pretty darn good job at it, and now here's the second day, eight of ten is able to. After even the misses, just make a couple field goals after that, miss that first 51-yard field goal, come back the very next rep and make that one. That's what you want to see out of Elliott Fry. And then the next practice will most likely be uh, Pinheiro getting his chance to kind of redeem himself and continue to show why he should possibly be the kicker. But that was really it, you guys. other than battling the rain the entire time, trying to tweet out stuff, trying to keep track of everything that was going on. Just big takeaways from day three, day two in the pads. Offense really lost today on all all levels. Again, the third stringers look the best, and that's usually not a good good day for the offense. Um Tyler Bray was actually completing passes while some of the other quarterbacks were either throwing interceptions or just just completely off the mark. Uh, I think you we have to see a better day from this offense. Now the defense has won yesterday in Sunday's practice and today. I said in last in yesterday's podcast I would expect both the offense and defense to have days like this, but now it's two days consistently for the defense. Uh, I think the weather kind of plays into. Their advantage, but still no excuse. We want to see Mitch Trubisky and this offense just complete passes. Just look like they're in sync today. That wasn't the case. Underthrown balls from uh, Trubisky and most of most of the quarterbacks, really. But defensively, they're playing lights out. They're playing like that number one defense from a year ago. um, Again, these linebackers are quick and not only in coverage. They can blow up plays in the run game. Defensive line is not giving any ground. And the secondary is just all over the place. Even Sherrick McManus, a guy who's playing now, transitioned to a new position in safety, saw him make a couple of plays. He's uh, looking to punch the ball out, just obviously playing with Peanut Tillman, uh, having that in like his system now. But overall, big takeaway, defense really dominated. Kicking is looking on the upside. Didn't think I'd be talking about that in, you know, through three days of training camp that I've been here. Uh, The next time you will see us, uh, Will and I will be there. Hopefully we'll see how uh, work schedules kind of work out. But we plan to be uh, at Thursday's practice when it's open back to the public and hopefully Friday, hopefully this was, um, you know, insightful again I wish the weather was a little bit better could have taken a little bit more notes kind of reflected had you know um will been here would have gave his insight did mention Ian Bunting though he really wanted me to men- mention Ian Bunting having a good day and he did uh one of the few players on offense that did have a good day today but that's gonna do it make sure we'll probably have the audio of this out later I have to drive home will's driving back to Indiana going to probably dry off at some point I'm along this uh, two-hour car ride. But thanks you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for looking just at the Twitter page. And, of course, if you don't follow us already at the Chicago Audible, you can follow myself, at Nicholas Moriano. We'll have plenty of updates. We plan to be on training camp, like I said, a couple more days. But thank you for tuning in. And hopefully the offense comes out to show – or shows up for what would be day four of open practice. But until next time, bear down, Chicago we Heart health is the foundation of your body's performance. So if you want to stay at your peak, your heart has to do the same. Cocovia delivers the level of cocoflavanols clinically proven to increase circulation, promoting healthy blood pressure and a strong heart. Boost your cardiovascular health and stay peak with Cocovia at cocovia.com. That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A a.com. And now during Heart Health Month, save 20% with coupon code CVHEART20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. The